finally, the moment we've all been waiting for, the October CPI data. We'll see how that comes in. We're going to cover that. We're going to talk a little Bitcoin because it's having a major impact on the markets. Mark Chaikin at 8.15. And uh, we're going to sneak in a special guest at 8.45 today. We got some earnings to cover. Let's get right to it, Mitch. We got a lot to do. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right. Good morning, traders, investors around the world. Let's get started. S&Ps catch a bid off yesterday's low, up 1050 at 37.66. We're still green on the week. The dollar's up 33 cents at 110.80. Uh, TLT flat, uh, crude in the red again, down 41 cents at 85.42. That had an impact certainly on oil stocks yesterday. Uh, gold in the red by a buck forty, seventeen twelve thirty. Silver in the red by a dime at twenty one twenty two. Bitcoin flat at up five bucks at fifteen six twenty five, and Ethereum is up fourteen bucks at eleven forty eight. Uh, Triple D buried in the trade cave here this morning, trying to claw his way out. Let's bring uh, Triple D on and. Uh, Money Mitch, you're going to keep us in line today. Keep us moving right along with two guests and a CPI number. That we are indeed. We're definitely going to be watching the CPI report. But let's start off with what shook the markets yesterday. Of course, Binance backing out of the FTX rescue. This was definitely what shook up the market. A lot of people getting caught in the crypto markets, but also in stocks themselves, right? Even crypto stocks getting hit hard here. Of course, the issues are beyond our control or ability to help, said Binance in a tweet. FTX was valued at $32 billion earlier this year and now, of course, is in jeopardy of collapsing. I, I, don't, I don't, this isn't my industry. I just know the risk that obviously a lot of companies take here is excessive. We're seeing that here now. I mean, the one thing about FTX is they build out a lot of other companies, which probably had tough balance sheets, so it probably didn't help their own balance sheet when they're looking through all that. And then obviously Binance takes a look and they're like, whoa, we're not touching this thing. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess it, it is what it is at this point in time. I feel bad for the investors. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of wealth that is going to be lost here. It is showing repercussions in the market. I don't think it's coincidence that the S&P has a really bad day because you're seeing some deleveraging, maybe, you know, where people thought they had wealth here and they don't. So now, you know, they come in and they start selling other stuff to raise up capital. So, uh, it is all interconnected to a certain extent when you see 16, how much was lost total? Do we know how much on this FTX? We know like buddy there lost like 16 billion, but. Like, what was lost? Do we know what the losses are going to be total? Because it wasn't just, you know, obviously his losses. His losses across the board. I mean, Ontario Teachers Fund is, like, involved in this thing, too. Exactly. There's there's so many, you know, 
you know, there's a lot of money being lost here, and it's not yeah. just. Uh, Novogard said he had uh, 77 million with him, and he doesn't uh, expect to get that back. So I really, I, I, I really don't know what the the full extent of this is going to be. Uh, but I mean, there's no doubt it's you know it's having an impact on the market, and you know the money. <laughs> see, the thing is, is when money comes out of one sector, it goes into another sector, right? Yeah. Then we yeah. see the rotation, but this money is gone. Yeah. Right. Are people, you know, yeah. So it's really hard to gauge, you know, where, you know, is gold going to benefit? You know, will, you know, stock so far it's, it's been bad for the stock market. It's taken, you know, a risk, you know, risk off the table. People are cashing out. I don't know if they have Bitcoin holdings or what. I did notice the CME futures took a, uh, a big jump in open interest yesterday. So on a big down day, you know, of course, there's longs and shorts, uh, you know, loading up. And is the, there's this other guy, Justin Sun, who's supposed to be uh, looking. So, I mean, if he comes out, he comes out with a plan. He's from Tron. You know, then this this could turn around and rally, you know, a thousand bucks or so. But there's a lot, lot of overhead supply. If one thing we've learned is you can't invest in any of these stable coins, you know, nothing is stable. If it says stable coin, it's not stable. So there'll be a million people that argue, oh, no, mine's okay. I mean, yeah, it seems like it, it, it's just there's just too much unknown risk. In there's all a, a, a conflict of interest too, right? When the platform itself creates a token for itself, right? And so this was FTT, FTX. This is where I think that in the long run, they're not going to be able to do this. I think it's a conflict of interest to create that token because it incentivizes you to use that as collateral. And it seems like that's what was done here in FTX. So just do a little deeper dive, guys. There's definitely some deeper understanding here if you are going to be interested in the crypto environment and maybe you're looking for investments in the long run. Well, you're going to have to do some deep dive to understand this situation and what exactly happened. Now, one thing I would clearly say, and I've said this before, team, understand that keeping your cryptocurrency on these platforms does not make sense risk-wise. It does not. It makes zero sense. You could have pulled it from this platform and you would have not lost anything. Versus everybody that was having it on this platform, maybe staking it, maybe getting a little bit in return for having it on the platform. What ended up happening to them? Well, they didn't understand that the risk was that they would lose all their money. And that's exactly what happened here. And so pull it off. Either it's cold wallets or completely off. That's what I think is the best move here to understand in cryptocurrency that could have saved a lot of money. But a lot of people instead kept it in the platform. And this they didn't happened. have the money, Mitch. That's the thing, though. If people went to get the money, and they, there was no money there. And, and the, the it's thing, and then we should move on point. to earnings. It's too late. To me, the whole way that the pace of way this happened is so disturbing. I mean, Scarucci oh, yeah. makes his That's big investment point. in August. That's it. This just came unraveled in in a, in just. It seems like overnight, and that's they the did, thing because that... the keys they had the keys to the new Miami office, and the next day they're going bankrupt. What the hell, man? The speed of this stuff, I didn't touch any of this stuff. I, I had a little bit of Bitcoin investment there. I have a little piece of a legacy position, which is 0.0001% of my portfolio that I left there just for fun. It's literally like probably that much. It's so small. 
and it's got smaller over the, t- over the course of time. <laughs> uh, but this stuff, you just can't trust any of it. So, I mean, you can say, well, Bitcoin's safe. I mean, yeah, I'll tell somebody cacks into your account somehow and steals them from you. Or if somebody comes to your door, puts a gun, you got to give them your code. I mean, I, I just, the whole thing just is just not safe. As, as safe. If everybody wants to think it's safer than banks, it's not true. Don't drink the Kool-Aid anymore. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid. So I don't know if I was going to invest in one thing, it would just be Bitcoin. If I was just going to invest in one thing, we know, you know, we were playing this stuff, you know, last year I said Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'm not even sure about Ethereum anymore. I don't own any Ethereum anymore. Um, I, but for me, this is not my kind of stuff. Um, everybody, you know, there's so many people, so many people that, you know, when I say something negative about Bitcoin or say something negative with the crypto industry, I get a thousand hate messages from various sources, including, you know, even, you know, some people even come to the chat after I say something on Twitter to give me more hate messages. I mean, the risk here was incredible the whole time on all this stuff. And we've, warn people about this all this stuff i mean once you saw one go down like what's yeah. the history here mitch we, what was the first exactly. one and then you had, i mean it, it, it all started so that went you down know, you had celsius you had the luna coin those should have been very early warning what signs the hell is this stuff to protect yourself i mean they're creating wealth from nothing that's the whole problem too is these these people create these coins and they're like oh this is value like i said before i said this two years ago here's the Denny coin we got the Denny coin. I'll write you a note. You know, you're going to pay $10,000 for a Denny coin. And then I got $10,000. I just wrote a piece of paper of nothingness. You just got value of nothingness. The only reason it has value is that other people deem it has value. It was the same thing with the NFTs. And that all went down in a blaze of glory too. In the long run, fundamentals matter. These things, most of them don't have any fundamentals at all. It's not cash flow. You know, some of them maybe, you know, it's different stories. There's 10 million of them. I don't know each one individual story. But a lot of this stuff is just smoke and mirrors. A lot of this stuff was created from wealth, from nothingness. And when you create wealth from nothingness, eventually it goes back to nothingness. All right. Now let's get into the stock action today. Let's go towards a good report. At least it moved off of the report. Let's go to Rivian here. Uh, interesting stock to talk about. Let's take a look at their Q3 uh, earnings here. Adjusted EPS at a loss of $1.57, beating the $1.82 loss estimate. Sales at $536 million, missing the $551.57 million estimate. They did uh, kind of hit their production numbers. Q3 production, 7,363. They reaffirmed 22 production guidance of 25,000 units. I'll just give one technical Um, comment. Um, Got to get to yesterday's high of 31.15, right? That's the first things first. And it looks like you're stalling a little bit here at 30 and a half. So 31.15, that's my number on the upside, not trying to buy it on a dip. I'd sell it. Uh, and I mean, these things are in clear down trends. The valuation is nosebleed. Um, it seems like every time these things has had a rally, it's been another selling opportunity. It's up 8%. It feels like it's just another selling opportunity. Next. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's move down the line. Let's go to the fake meat or beyond meat, whichever oh. way you like to call it. Q3 EPS coming in here at a loss of $1.60, oh, missing the loss of a $1.14 estimate. Sales at 82 0.5 million missing the 98.11 million estimates. So big miss there on the sales, miss on the EPS. They did see full year 22 revenue 
uh, lowered their revenue, their outlook to 400 million to a high end of 425 million versus the 453 million estimate. Looks like competition is getting to them. That's what Beyond Meats executives said. Same story as uh, Rivian. All rallies to be sold in this thing. I mean, you can look and say, oh, it's $200. It's 11 bucks. Stocks go from $200 to $11. Usually go to single digits and eventually down to a buck. Hate Beyond Meat. No point telling this fake meat story anymore. The story is dead. It's sell all rallies. Meat in an inflationary Just my opinion. I would buy none of this stuff. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. If it doesn't have cash I, I flow, it I doesn't mean, make money. I'm just saying, if it doesn't have cash flow, it doesn't make money. I don't want to invest in it. Next. All right. Well, uh, here's one that's in between that uh, is still kind of making money, but not much. Let's do the Dutch Bros really quickly here. As uh, Dutch Bros EPS at nine cents, beating the eight cent estimate. Sales at 198.6 million. Mm beating the 194.75 million estimate. That's bro did see full year 22 revenue towards 725 million versus 724 million estimate. Making a little bit. I I don't, I don't follow the fundamentals of bros. I know what it is. (laughs) I don't know the story. Do your valuation metrics. I got you. Tell me when it's got a P of 14. Yeah, it's just uh, it looks like they're being able to finally start working their margins a little bit better than last quarter. Um, last quarter, they talked a lot about how inflation was hitting them. You can see their EPS at least at nine cent here. They said EBITDA at least at 90 million. They're just being able to be profitable in this environment. I think this is the kind of company that you wait till the environment changes and then I'd be all rah, rah, bullish. But right now, I'm still kind of holding off to the side. It's it's. It's a tough now, someone smart out there yesterday's high 3187. That pop got to 3165. You're two bucks off that right now. So you got some heavy lifting to do, even to get back to pre market high yesterday's high. So till this gets above 32, holds 32, have no interest. If it takes out the, the low right today, <laughs> Mitch is uh, drinking right now. 2794. <laughs> I, I don't follow the Costco coffee. Enough. If it's making money, that's good news. Tell me when the PE is under 20. All right, let's Mitch, go to I the next to one here. Memo. When the PE one is more under quick 20, one, then we, we got to get. Um, yeah, we'll get Mark taken right after this. Let's do one here. Speed up. Let's all take an energy drink. Let's go with Celsius Holdings Q3 EPS at a loss of $2.46. Oh. Not comparable to the 10 cent estimate. Sales. At eight, 188.2 million, beating the 161.91 million estimate. Celsius did say that their third quarter results were negatively impacted by 155.4 million expense in sales and marketing related to termination expense of prior distributors recognized. So that's why the EPS is at a loss of $2.46. And they rallied on that. I'd yep. sell it, not for me either. Sorry, I'm in a bad mood today, obviously, but this is all stocks that aren't making a ton of money or losing money, I know, they're, and they're rallying on it. I'm like, this just looks like selling opportunities all over the place to me. Yeah, I haven't taken a uh, look at what the PE is. Potential but. support would be the top of yesterday's range if you're looking for a gap fill at 82.69. as two bucks away. Okay. I'll tell you one thing. P- yeah, I think Joel's internet Rogers. is cutting out a little bit. All these charts look the same, but let's uh let's bring on Mark. 
All right. Uh, just for Celsius holdings to keep in mind, forward PE at 72. So be careful with a stock like that. Yikes. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's do. Let's go ahead and bring on our first guest today. We got two guests for you, team. So hit the thumbs up. You guys excited? Let's get right to our check-in. All right. How new, we doing, Mark? New graphics. I love them. Dennis, you would be in a better mood if you weren't long Solana. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the hell Solana is. I've heard of it. Oh, everybody was trying to, everybody pitched me on Solana like two years ago. They're I like, know, you me too. Solana. You didn't Solana I don't even know where up, it is. is I'm assuming it's down with the rest of them. Yeah, I think Solana were... is where a new Italian immigrant goes to get as a haircut. Is that where it happens? Because I have it. no idea. <laughs> I have no I idea know. what a Solana is. I don't know what kind of coin it is. I know I had about 100 people trying to pitch me on it, though, two years ago. And I was like, no, I don't understand it. It's not for me. <laughs> is it down Is it down from the highs? I'm assuming yeah. it's way down. Oh, it's part of this whole crypto oh, uh, meltdown. Yeah, but yeah, they were selling it. Then we'll... We may have to uh, Man, get Joel. Joel, I, I, I love we we love we love you to take lead here, but it looks like your Comcast. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to short Comcast today. Um, hey, yep. you there, Joel? Are you live? He'll get back. Joel, he's Joel back. come back. He's me and, back. Me and, All me right, we'll take lead here. All right, here. Well, let's start by looking at the stocks you were talking about. Beyond Meat has had a bearish rating in our power gauge okay. rate for eighteen months. Carvana, disaster du jour a few days ago, has had a yeah. bearish rating for two years. It's a bear market, and the chickens are coming home to roost. I have Where's no idea the... what that means, but that's a good expression. Mark, what you, you said there to, uh, to a, couple, a couple stocks bearish. What is pointing towards the upside on the power gauge? Uh, energy. Energy still? We're still in the energy boat? I think so. Uh, you got a major crisis in Europe. Uh, you know, it, it fluctuates day to day with a dollar, weak dollar, better for oil in theory. Um, it's the only place where I see a fundamental story that makes sense to me and the technicals yeah. support it. So, yeah. Any idea on industrials? I've been seeing especially farming and heavy construction stocks like DE, CAT, uh, Picard making moves up. What do you think about these stocks, Mark? We put out a buy recommendation about a month ago on um, Cummins Engine, which mm. is, you know, obviously it's a diesel story and diesel fuel is very high. So they're in, they've got a bit of um, hydrogen uh, fuel play in them. Uh, Deer, we have neutral rating. It has been outperforming, but I don't see an edge there. Caterpillar has a bullish rating as of about a month ago. And is making new highs. It's an interesting bear market when you have stocks like Caterpillar right up near their 52-week highs and, and some of the energy stocks as of last week. But I think you start out in this market by knowing what to avoid. And for me, it's clearly avoiding tech. Um, I spoke at the Stansbury Annual Conference two weeks ago in Boston, which is why I couldn't be on the um, show. And I was the featured speaker at eight in the morning on Tuesday and said, you've got to get Amazon out of your portfolio. It's no longer a core holding. It has been for 10 years. It no, the stock was 120 at the time. It's just two weeks ago. And look where it is today. Very so cool. uh, 
And I'm not looking for pat on the back about the call, but it, it's indicative of where I think all these stocks are going. Tesla, because of industry sort of fundamentals broadening out, and also Elon Musk is totally distracted, obviously, to oxymoron to say he's distracted. And the bottom that, line, Mark, and we've been saying on this show for a while, and you've been saying it too, the valuation matters. In 2022, valuation matters. And the reason the energy stocks have caught such a bid, they got low PEs. Yeah, the stocks are cheap. The valuations yeah. matter. They're selling stocks with 100 PE or stocks that aren't making money, and they're buying stocks of low PE. Yep, yeah. that's Indeed. pretty much what it's moved to. The Fed has has created this because when you know, and I, I gave this argument to a Reuters reporter like yesterday, and I mean earnings today. When you're in, in a, an inflationary environment, or you're in a rising interest rate environment, or in a, a, an environment with high interest rates, which we are moving into, earnings today are worth much more than earnings tomorrow. So that's why cash now, because you can earn money on that cash, is worth a lot more. And you clearly see that if you were just reading the Fed's tea leaves a year ago, you'd be positioned a lot differently than you, you know, are. And you're right that the time to own these nosebleed Amazons, Teslas, was two years ago when story mattered and everybody you know, didn't care and it was free money for everyone. The free money days are over here. So now you want to be investing in companies that are actually making money. Yep. And then go back and, and for people who like to bottom fish, which, you know, my expression, bottom fishing is the most expensive sport in America. So. Um, look at how long it took Google to come back after the 2008 crash. Look at how long it took Amazon to come back to previous levels after 2000. It's, it's a long cycle, guys. It's not yeah. just three months and they're at new highs again. So You've got to look elsewhere for core portfolio holdings. And for me, it's energy. I, I, I don't see us, especially in a geopolitical world that's pretty uncertain, whether it's Russia and Ukraine or China and Taiwan, that creates inflation and it creates shortages. And I, I think you, you need to be in energy. Are we in for a prolonged uh, couple of years where maybe technology isn't in favor? Yes, PE compression can go on for a long time, and that's what you're seeing. Uh, when real rates are rising the way they are now, you get PE compression. Now, some people would say, well, we're down from 25 times to, I don't know what, 15 or 16 times on the S&P, but we haven't seen earnings shrinkage yet, guys. And that that's the big, uh, that's big the shoe that trigger. hasn't dropped yet. Yeah, it, like it's all been multiple compression, but if the earnings actually started going down, Katie bar the door. I mean, yeah. if we actually go into a recession, which we haven't even seen the recession yet, but if we actually do go into a recession, I mean, I think we're going that way because the savings rates, we've seen the charts, you know, they're on Twitter, you know, they've, they've dropped substantially from the consumer savings rates. First thing you do is you eat up your savings and then you start eating into debt and then you stop buying stuff. So eventually, if the Fed keeps raising rates long enough, recession is coming. Yep. And you look at consumer credit card debt, and that makes you a little leery about buying the banks, which is the other area where we're seeing, you know, a bullish uh, power gauge, uh, both from a sector industry group and individual stock level. But that, you know, right now they're killing it based on net interest margin because they're, you know, they're borrowing at very favorable rates and lending long. But that makes me nervous when I see credit card debt going up. And then people who've analyzed it say people are putting their utility bills on credit cards. They're putting their car payments on credit eh. cards. They're putting their rent costs on credit cards. It's, it's scary. It's, 
it's scary, but you know, I, I don't want to be Mr. Gloom and Doom. That's the worst case scenario. That's the Mike Wilson of Morgan Stanley. And depending on which strategist you read at Goldman, it's the um, Goldman 3000, 2800 to 3000 case if you fold those two guys up. But again, for, for the viewers, there's one thing to understand. It, it depends which Mike Wilson you're reading. The Mike Wilson who says we're bullish here from a tactical point of view uh, in the short term, but I'm still looking for 28.50. So Wall Street analysts can be really confusing, which is why I try and have a, you know, a point of view and stick with it until proven otherwise. So, Mark, uh, what do you think about inflation today? You think we're going to get a little bit of a hot reading? You still have an outlook for 28, uh, what was that, 28.50? So how do we get there? My uh, go-to read for inflation is the Cleveland Feds. I think it's called okay. Nowcast. Um, and they, as of yesterday, were projecting about one-tenth of a percent higher than the street consensus. Okay. So street, it's a small... Um, divergence, but over the past six months, they've been right five out of six times in terms of what's going to happen. So, um, and but it's hard to know if bad is good or good is bad. I mean, you yeah, could that's get the hot truth. inflation number, and someone could spin it. <laughs> yeah, the so. spins in this environment are crazy, and that's why I feel like the algos are losing sometimes. They're just jumping onto the first thing that they're reading, but that's not the really the outlook in the overall perspective. But thank you for coming on today, Mark. I'm going to get you down as we're going to get ready for the CPI report here. It's definitely going to shake things up, but I always appreciate you coming on and giving us some insight. One, more, one. Uh, one more line here. I think yeah. I thought we'd make the low in October. Uh, mm -hmm. We did make a low in October. I think the final low, if there is a final low in, 70, in 2023, is going to come in February. February. At, at lower levels, somewhere around 3,000 to 3,200 on the S&P as earnings actually start to come down. Thank you, Mark. Like always, we appreciate your outlook. And definitely, you guys can keep up with Mark Chaikin on Twitter. Check him out. I put his Twitter down below on the description. You guys give him a follow. Have a good one, Mark. You too. Be well. Three All minutes. Right. Hopefully, we get Joel back. You're going to be doing it by yourself because, oh, Money know. Mitch, I'm going to have to leave here in about here to prep for the numbers. So, I'm Mitch ready. Run the show by himself, though. He'll give us the numbers. Come He'll on, talk. I got you. We'll be back. We got Gordo coming on here in a few minutes as well. So, Joel's yeah. just trying to fix his internet issues here. Bad day to have internet problems. I'll tell you that much. If I had internet problems right here, I would be like, I'd be Sweating. really nervous. I'd be really nervous <laughs> if I was having problems right now, man. All, All right. right, I'm going to the one minute here. Dennis, you can listen in, add whatever you okay. need. I'm and if you need to go in, in the background, back, go right. ahead. All right, so we're talking CPI here, all right? I'm going to first focus on month-over-month -month readings. Then we'll talk about the year-over-year -year reading. CPI, plain and simple, uh, the headline number, right? So that's going to be estimate 0.6 prior 0.4. Now, when we start talking about the core CPI month over month, this is definitely, I think, the one to watch here. Estimate at 0.5 prior 0.6. Let's start talking about the year over year readings. Year over year's readings for core CPI is going to be All an right, estimate. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Let's hopefully you had a bigger connection here. Uh, go ahead. Give the preview, Mitch. We got about a couple minutes here to preview that number. Got you. I'm on year-over-year -year core CPI. Estimate is 6.5% prior 6.6. 6. 
What do we want to see if you're a bull? Well, here you would want to see like a 6.4 or 6.3. That would definitely give it a nice lift. Of course, the prior reading was 6.6. That's probably the reading that we don't want to see if you're a bull. If you're a bear, that's the reading you'd be looking for. Now on CPI year over year, the estimate is 8%. This is the kind of the number that everybody talks about. Prior was 8.2. And before that, remember, was 8.3. We only went down 0.1 last time. This time, they're still giving us an outlook that is going down 0.2% on the year-over-year, just regular CPI reading. Let's see if we get into the 7 handle, or do we stay in the 8s? That's the thing I would be watching for. Now, what are some areas to look for in the report? Because that's an important thing, too. I will give you guys the labor of statistics link so that you guys can get into the report. What are areas that we want to be looking at? Services. So we're going to be looking at what includes services. So you're thinking Medicare, rent, airfare, recreation, educational, car insurance. That's what we'll be looking at also. Another thing on this report, used cars prices should be falling fast. We'll be looking to see if we see at least a little pullback in that area. Shelter costs, of course, are the area that we don't expect to see such movement on the downside because it's sticky. And remember, shelter costs 40% of CPI. All right, go to the one minute here. I'm still bringing up my platform. All right. That's it. You guys see they first like it, but like always, we don't overreact to this first news. Let's wait for a second to see what we get. I mean, is that just the algo jumpers? That could just be the the algo jumpers. Really quickly. I got the, I got eighty four seventy five is uh, is a swing number for today. I'm not sure what how high we got. You got the spider up there. You don't All have right. the initial S&P. jobless claims came in at two hundred and twenty five thousand versus two hundred and twenty expected. We get continuously uh, continuing jobless claims to come in at one point four nine versus one point four seven million expected. These are separate numbers from the CPI report. Still waiting to see the CPI. Number hit here. Wow. We are ripping here. There we go. All right. So we got here a 0.4 reading uh, increase on the reading that was supposed to be estimated at 0.6. So uh, not the best there. Trying to get through here into the data. Just need to open up the report. That's below the estimate, Mitch. It was 0.4, 0.4, and the estimate was 0.6. So that's... That's good on the on the actual that that CPI reading. Looks like we got seven point seven year over year. That's going to be bullish there. We're in the seven handles mm-hmm. team. Seven point seven estimate was eight percent prior eight point two. That means we went down point what mm, what we got point five percent there on the CPI year over year. Let's look at the core. I'm still looking for the core here to figure out what that one is. That's important there, but definitely. That's a, a nice move there. Here's the core rose 0.3% in October after rising 0.6%. Remember, the estimate in core was 0.5. Really good readings here for the upside. Bulls look like they have a story to catch on. And of course, we know how this market has been positioning, I feel like, for the upside, at least money managers taking their shot. So right now, in my eyes, we got a nice support right here, 374 I'm going to be looking for that support to hold here and now look out. I, I think as long as, you know, we, we continue this kind of rally, I could see three nineties in reach today. So it looks like the numbers coming in on the bullish side. You don't, uh, you don't, you don't have futures on there, right? Cause no, my, I don't, my unfortunately. Just, 
hogged out yeah. right now. Unfortunately, okay. I don't All have right. futures. I don't pay for it. I need to, but hey. okay. All right. I, I just usually use the spy. I can see there it went towards 380, 385 uh, as the oh high right now, Lord. about three. 384, 82. All right. I'm back here. Oh, back. my Lord. Look at this. They are ripping. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Can I mean, you hear me, Mitch? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. If you put your, you share your charts, I'll, I'll okay. put it up. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. That's good wow. news. Bulls. Uh, Bulls just, taking control here. Uh, this is going to be good news uh, also for the sorry Fed, about right? that, folks. Uh, it's great news. Yeah, get Joel, you're cutting out again, my friend. I'm sorry. It's just the internet just kind of crapping out today. I'll put your charts up, though. There they are. All right, so as you guys can see, the numbers coming in light here, and the bulls taking a little bit of control here. Not a bad move. Crypto's moving, too. That's the interesting one. If crypto's moving up there, I, <laughs> just goes to show you how correlated these markets are. I was talking about it yesterday that I, I thought, you know, is weird to see the crypto markets moving down, SPY moving up. Now you guys can see it turning around. What a day here. I'll try to bring up the Bitcoin chart here. I have it on uh, Benzinga Pro, so I can go ahead and try to bring that up side by side so that we can see the action 30, here. 38.67. All right, got the spy here on the right hand side, and we'll put thirty-eight sixty-seven. Uh, was your two-day high? Let's see here. All right, trying to pull up here some crypto charts here for us. We can take a look at how Bitcoin is moving fast here. Yeah, Bitcoin getting a spike here with the spy. Look at that. That just shows me the correlation that exists here, team. And so look at that. BTC getting a lift there, almost to 17.8. Um, and then SPY up there now towards 384.40s. This is going to be looking good for the bulls. Um, I'm sure even you're seeing uh, the big boys maybe getting a, starting to get a lift off of this. Look for the beaten down one to start moving. You can see Microsoft a little pop there. I'm going to take a look to see if there's any other big stocks moving here. Um, Apple. Getting a nice little lift off of this. So definitely market is looking good now, team, at least for right now. We finally got a data point that I feel the bulls can take control on. So here you guys see it. I think this is going to give us, it, it could give us a nice fourth quarter rally, right? It doesn't mean that I think that the bottom's completely in, but I do think that this starts leaving room for at least finally, you guys can say it. Maybe we get that Santa Claus rally. It's looking like it right now. 3867. Can you hear me, Mitch? Yes, I got you, Joel. I'm going to put okay. your charts back right. up here. Um, man, oh, man, oh, man. What a move here to be uh, to be slow on. 3867. That's what we're going to focus on. We're right there right now. That's your November 8th high. That would be Tuesday's high. We just ticked 68 and a quarter. Blew that. We're in the 30. We're in 38. 70 handle that's a 116 point rally i don't think i've seen a, a a move off the cpi i mean we've had it on the downside i don't think we've ever seen a move like this on the upside uh we've already exceeded the average daily range i mean just yesterday wow what a turnaround waiting for 
for months, you know, for that to come in. And I think that's why you just, you know, that we'd come that far off the low. Now, if even if you missed that dip yesterday, you know, what are you doing? Man, what a quick move. I'm going to, sorry, I didn't have the one minute up here for you. Um, but someone's, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, someone's asking, why that. am I not, why am I not disappointed? Cause I was, I was more leaning market neutral here. You know, one of the things is that you, you can't really be leaning too much into these CPI reports now to, to the bearish or the bullish side. You got to be more reactionary. And that's why you guys didn't even hear me call out like a guess on where I thought the, the, the report would be coming in because I felt like, you know, we're at this point where we just need to look at the numbers. This number gives what? Definitely December. Watch how it probably changes on the CME tool for 75 basis points to probably go down to maybe even 5% or 3% chance. You're going to see a higher chance probably of that 50 basis points and a lot of this on this report. So I'll even take a look at it right now to see what the CME uh, FedWatch tool is pointing towards. But that's my guess right now. Let me take a look at what it actually says. All right, 38, uh, 3876.75 is our high. Then that is, uh, as I mentioned, that's above your two day high of uh, 3867. We'll be keeping an, an eye on that. Uh, the high of the re the next daily high comes in at 3907. That was uh, your November 2nd low. And then this big level, which, uh, you know, which uh, worried me back uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, this 39. 28, which is the high of the move, but you have one, two, three, four, five highs in that area. I re I don't know if we can get there today because we've already had like a, a huge move, uh, you know, based on the average daily ranges. But I think the complexion of the market really changes if you could take out uh, that uh, that high, those recent high of the moves. And there was actually a couple different one there, uh, 39.28 and 39.24. Um, in a quarter. The other thing you got to think about too is people are getting a lot of their money back from yesterday. So um, you know, it's a it's a great rally. Let's just uh, see see how long it can hold up. 110 handles. What a what an amazing move. Let's look at uh, some of the stocks here. I got everything green. Uh, helping crude oil. Crude's moving off this. Uh, Apple's moving up five bucks here at 140 140 even. Two-day high in Apple comes in at 141.43. Uh, Microsoft up eight and a half bucks. What do we got? I'd only be looking at resistance here, guys. I, I mean, you could try and buy this on a dip, on a pullback. But the only thing I'm looking at is where resistance comes in. And uh, for 31.65 was your two-day high, pair of highs in that area. So, Mr. Softy holding 21 uh 231.30 area google up 371 uh man i just feel like they're gonna flush this at some point here that's why i'm talking so much about resistance uh google up 376 everything the tech up four percent across the board uh let's look at that how are the banks looking on this the banks are up 95 cents uh keep an eye on this 37 dollar area from uh excuse me High of the move, 37.43 in Bank of America. We're right there right now. Also a pair of highs in that area. Uh, gold caught a bid up 24.70. This is just, it's just good for everything. Inflation cools and uh, the market takes off. What a, what a, what a, a um, what a change from yesterday, Mitch. 
That's all you need, right? There it goes, the crypto scandal. Forget the crypto scandal. If crypto can come up on this, well, there you guys have your answer, right? How everyone feels about this number. Definitely the bullish uh, coming in here. Uh, I mean, Jay, I, I hear you that Ryan Dietrich was right this time. But I mean, one of the things that I'd say about Ryan is that he's really good at giving probability towards the upside, right? And I think that yeah. the probability was leaning towards the upside this time. So at least, you know, we get right, you know, uh, I think one of the things here now is to think, of course, like everybody, is the complete bottom in? Of course, a lot of people will say yes now. But of course, you'll also have people on the kind of the sidelines that are talking about the earnings and how earnings will still get destroyed. And that's how we'll, we'll get the move back down. So just to get, kind of give both perspective there, I think the bulls are definitely going to say that the bottom is definitely down towards the, the like, that's it, I mean, that, that October low. We're, we're 360 handles off that low of the move at 3502. Okay. Now that you have like a whiff of like, uh, of good news, like the first time we've had some good news on this, that just makes it, to me, it increases the probability that we're not going to go back down to that low. I mean, the reason is, is because there's been so many good opportunities to buy the dip during this, uh, you know, during this move off the 3,500, mm -hmm. there's been some big red days and the bulls have just came right back. So now if you didn't deploy, you know, during this uh, entire time, I mean, what are you going to do? Start the, you know, deploying money up 109 handles. So I think I, they will today, actually. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, oh, Joel, boy. I think I, I think the, the money on the sidelines is going to have full FOMO feeling into the bell today. They're going to have to be paying up, man. They're going to Oh, have to I, I agree with you. Time. I agree with you, but this is what happens a lot of times when we get a, a CPI report, right? We get the rip and then it's going to be, do they buy the dip, right? There'll probably be a dip today. We'll oh, get there's going to be some dips today. Oh yeah. Yeah. I That's mean, a lot I'll of days you, yeah. You like to see follow through, uh, through the pre-market high and, um, Look for yeah. the beaten down ones like Amazon. Do those start reversing, right? Those are really oversold. So these are the first area that I would be looking for a little bit of the bounce. And if leadership can come back, why can't the market just really get roaring, right? Value names are, are had already gotten bought up. Well, let's see if it goes back a little bit into growth today. That's what I'll be watching too. Can ARKK get going again? Maybe it doesn't undercut rally. Type of move. Oh man, we'll be watching. I, I mean, I'm looking at these things, and it's just like they're getting they're getting moves. Uh, like it's a nice move right here and uh, in Amazon, but then you know you look up and and you have you know it, just, it seems like there's just resistance everywhere. Ninety two ten, ninety two forty four. Those are your three and four day highs. You're still two and a half bucks away from that. Um, you know, so it's I don't know. It seems like the the spoos are you know, getting back to the levels they were, but it seems like the stocks are just, they're not, they're not responding yet to me. I mean, looking at things on a relative basis, 
But I would be pretty disappointed if I was long Amazon. I guess it's up 4.77%. So, um, but 91.72, that's your two day high where you're at. You're still a buck 50 off that. So, if you guys are looking for big follow throughs in your stocks off these moves, and you know, I think you just got to look at your daily highs and, and make sure that they're they're taken out in the pre market and they're also taken out uh, in the in the regular session. Uh, can you see the money coming out of anywhere here, Mitch? I mean, it just see I, what I'm seeing. It it's all you know, all green everywhere. I don't see anything taking a hit off this number. Uh, Rivian continued to move up a little bit. Um, Tesla's making a nice move. Uh, Exxon well, Mobil's rallying exactly, off the oil. Yeah. Oil, oil, even coming back. That's going to give you a little bit more of that upside pressure because that was the most beaten down sector yesterday, right? And so, if that can bounce back, then yeah, we have open doors for a risk on type of day. And I'm going to be looking for names that have been beaten down, like Unity that just reported, right? Well, there you guys see it turned from a really bad report off the after hours. Now it's already into the green from yesterday's price action. That shows me that I'm going to be looking for a little bit of some growth movement today. Look at a, maybe a beaten down name like Disney, maybe turning around, right? It was down about almost 13% yesterday. Well, this could give it the lift that it needs to bounce back some today. Not yet, considering the shellacking that it took yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Yeah, with, with these stocks, I mean... I, you're, it's probably with the spoos up 119 handles. I mean, it's, you know, the top two areas if you want to be looking at to try and buy stuff on the dip. First of all, it would be, you know, the top of the previous day's range and then the closes. So I don't know if we're going to see uh, the closes on anything. But uh, we, uh, is it time to time to move on here? Have our, um, our guest on or not, not yet not yet, yet. He, he's not okay. he's not on okay. here yet but let's keep we'll keep rolling through now one thing that i would think about right is short term middle term long term long term i'm still a little bit concerned about oil prices at where they're at right if they stay above 90s into the 100s will we see inflation rise again that's a concern for the long term middle term middle term in my eyes now we have the outlook of what happened in the election we know that the Fed will probably move towards not doing 75 basis points in December, move to 50 basis points. Now, the question is, what will the Fed fund rate eventually get to? That's something to keep in mind. But from that point, at least in the short term until December, I see the door open for the upside. You know what uh, this gives um, credibility to? What does it Remember do? Remember my school lunch theory? <laughs> the school <lunch laughs> remember the that lunch ladies man the lunch ladies yeah because you know they started buying the supplies you know to get stocked up for school in august and september and october and then everything filled through and that you know that uh two dollar and fifty grilled cheese was 475 and that you know i will have to break down the numbers and actually i have to talk to my buddy that they came in they uh, told me about that uh that statistic and and see if it's true where it came in i mean we did look at the commodities and and uh and we should probably do some more research and find out when they take these readings because if crude if you took it you know early in the month last month right let's say you took it at you know october 10th or october 15th Crude was still down here. 
if you took it up here, you'd probably have a different reading, right? You mm -hmm. know, um, so I think a lot has to do with that. Look at some of the commodities, uh, corn, that's, you know, that's been pretty stable. Of all the commodities that's been hold, you know, coming in off its high, uh, wheat has been a little bit weaker. You've had more of the political, uh, more of the political situation going on with that. Uh, what else do we have? Um, oh, the so, uh, you know what's really become man wood. Wood is uh, wood. lumber. I mean, if you consider, yeah, wood. I don't have, I can't, I don't have the summer, uh, uh symbol for uh, the lumber futures. But um, let's uh, we're continuing. Just made a high at seventy eight and a quarter. So this is an absolute buy fest. Uh, how are uh, we mentioned uh, BAC? What about uh, JP Morgan? Uh, that's moving. That's been man two up two eighty one. That is that taking out the high of the move high one thirty two twenty nine. Keep an eye on that one. That made the high of the move just on Monday. So there's a level for you in uh, JP Morgan. And uh, what else do we? What other sectors we're, do we want to cover we're, here? We're definitely getting in. We're definitely getting some up move. I wanted to pull the report here and show you guys a little bit what changed, right? I mean, uh, let's let's I'm okay. gonna pull the report here. So here you guys see the actual report that came out, right? This is important to kind of look at to see what changed from September to October. Well, you can see here fuel oil actually spiked pretty high. That's a concern that I would have for the next report, right? But Right now, it seemed like that still kept us lower. So even though energy spiked here and fuel oil was the one that spiked high, it went from a negative 2.7 reading to 19.8 reading. So that shows there, pretty high increase there. Now, where did, where did we get some help on? Well, remember, utility uh, pipe gas service, natural gas, actually went down negative 4.6 after last two readings were in the green or positive 3.5 and 2.9. So that definitely helped us out. So natural gas prices come down. Electricity prices came down a little bit. So that's definitely an area that we started seeing a deflationary effect. We saw energy services at 1.1% in September, now a negative 1.2. So that right there shows you deflationary in energy, at least when it comes to energy services. Um, if we look at the services, less the energy, um, this is also heading in the right direction, still not into the negatives, but shelter actually went uh, up 0.1. Um, and so that just shows me that right there, still you're still seeing the sticky uh, rental prices staying around. And remember that makes up 40%. So at least um, when we see this really change that shelter one, and it starts heading into the downward angle and maybe even into the negatives, that's really going to be where I think you start seeing uh, inflation truly turned around. Used yeah, cars went drop. down to 2.4. So that shows us that used cars are going down too. New vehicles also went down. So in vehicles, we're looking good. And natural gas, we're looking good. The area that changed to the upside were fuel. And so that's one area to keep in mind. Okay. Tried to, All right. Tried to, uh, tried to go through there for you guys on, on the actual report there. So you guys are seeing the actual labor statistics there. All right. Let's take a look at what else is out there. I'm sure my man Dennis is like, what? Now we get light? I've been calling light for months, man. 
I'm sure that's how he was caught. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be looking to see what happens there. I'm sure he's playing a little catch up like we all are probably doing. And I saw people talk about how, oh, no options trading around this time. Yeah, there's a reason why. That's a lot of, lot of change in prices that happened before the open. Now it's going to be fun to see what happens here. I'm going to be looking at names in ARKK. Look at the ARKK already ripping there about uh, two bucks towards the upside. Remember, it cut its daily low yesterday, which was around 35. Now we can see maybe if it can hold these pullbacks towards around 3450s. And I'm going to be looking at some of these names to really start getting some lift. Unity already pushing up. So maybe it's Roblox. Remember, Roblox uh, really got hit yesterday. Maybe this gets a little bit of a bounce after really getting hit. New vehicles, I mean, you, you got an adjusted, it went down adjustedly. Uh, Joel, you're on mute. I don't know if you know. <laughs> All right, I'm back. All right, I don't know how I got on mute there. Uh, we just popped an ARKK to 3536. Uh, once again, we're just going to be looking at, uh, to see if we can get to the two-day high at uh 36.13, so that's a getting a boost for ARKK. Uh, what else do we look at um, as far as the growth goes? You mentioned uh, Roblox. That had a rough day yesterday. Rebounding today. Yeah, up up 228. A lot of way to work. A lot of way to work through to get to yesterday's high in that one. Uh, but what's interesting about this Roblox is the former low of the move was at 33.20. So let's keep an eye on that. We're, uh, old old support, new resistance here, currently holding up uh, a 217. So uh, I don't know if we're going to get Triple D back on before the end. I know things were not working out in his favor as far as the overnight positions. So hopefully this, uh, this changed things for him. Uh, what else do we need to take a look at? Uh, gold. gold. We talked about yesterday. Mm, this is a big pop for the gold market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we moving. talked about this. Maybe some of that money coming out of Bitcoin is going to be going into the gold market, or you know, mm -hmm. if you can get your money out of Bitcoin. Uh, but man, that this uh, the seventeen right where we're trading right now, seventeen forty area, seventeen forty multiple highs back in September before you broke down. Came back up to that area in October before you broke down, and then you're back there in one, two, three, four, five days. So, a uh, big, big move up for the gold market. Uh, finally, not an inflation hedge. I guess it's a, uh, it's treat, they're treating it more like with equity now. Whoever thought silver, which held relative strength, uh, you know, on the decline while gold made a low for the move, not silver, nothing on the month. Silver until to twenty two sixty six. That's a ways away. I haven't been up at that um, psych, uh, psychological. Uh, you know, twenty two. Nice round number like that. Uh, uh, I don't know. Can all, do they halt the market on the upside? I, you know, I guess a five percent halt. <laughs> man, I, I, I that that would be that'd be absolutely incredible. Um, if we did that, but who knows? They're up. Uh, uh, that Spider and the S and P uh, are up three percent now. So you do the math, another another two percent. Holy mackerel! Uh, be a big old rally. 
Uh, AMD, someone's asking about advanced micro devices. Let's see how that's yeah. trading. That had been really sleepy down here. Uh, look at that. Uh, 65 bucks. That stands out. You had the gap high at uh, 64.03. You started to work into that gap uh, the other day when you got to 64.96. So uh, keep an eye on the $65 level. Um, NVIDIA turns it around in a heart. Man, I don't think the uh, uh, 145.06. Uh, Mitch and I were talking about this one, about the gap fill here in uh, NVIDIA. It just... Yeah. Uh, you had a low at 149.59, and then you got back up to 148.91. So uh, still still got some work to do to fill that gap in NVIDIA. Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of people might have gotten this one wrong. And I think that, you know, one of the things is, is just being flexible now. If you were, for some reason, you know, looking at this to be a hot report, and now you're seeing, you know, 7.7, .7, to me, that if it was 7.9, I would still be in the camp that like, you know, maybe, you know, you're just off the estimate 0.1. But that's actually a really good downturn, I think, towards 7.7. .7. And you guys know, I've been in that bearish camp. So for me to lean towards the bullish side means I got to flip a little bit. So right now in the short term, Q4, I'm looking bullish right now. And so I know that that might seem a little bit off. But in my eyes, I think that we could have a good Q4. And then get hit hard as we see maybe prices in oil continuing to spike and then inflation could roar its ugly head back around. But right now, in the short term yeah. and until December meeting, it seems to me like the upside is the path to least resistance. Well, we'll, we'll see, see what, what uh, well, good thing we got blue coming on tomorrow. Uh, yes, to give, yes. Uh, to give, yep, to give. Uh, That's going to be great. We got blue. My boy, blue. Or everybody's boy right. blue. It uh, seems like it. <laughs> risk on, risk on. It seems like it. I mean, I'm going to be watching a lot of the uh, like names like Roku that were just beaten down, right? They they got this like 50 mark right right below on Roku that I like. Um, could start coming back. These are all stocks that normally I'm I'm straight up renting these. I'm not trying to stay in them because I still don't trust them overall because they're not money making stocks. But I think today is going to be that day where you might have some people actually even dipping into growth names and trying to catch them as the FOMO train is going to be rampant. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of people under, underwater in those. I mean, I don't I don't know if this one. No, I mean, you've had, a, you know, just a really strong rotation into value. I don't. I don't know if, you know, if this just is one, you know, one month number is going to be able to put a dent in that kind of rotation. I mean, it, it, it's been, no it's been vicious. And so I don't know, a lot of people still way underwater in a lot of these stocks and um, you know, you can use your, you know, you can use your daily levels and stuff, but I, I would say, you know, I, even today, I mean, you get Tesla's getting a nice bounce today. You see the growth, but I think it, the, it, what's so key to the market and that, 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 that's a good thing to mention is, you know, can these stocks hold up after being under these, uh, you know, I'm talking about the big guns, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla, after being on so much pressure for so many days, you know, now they get a pop. And I think that's going to be, if you start to, you know, keep your eye on the, on the pre-market highs for these issues and make sure you got, uh, you got, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
follow through through that and then just look at your your corresponding daily highs but uh we've had the, the biggest overnight or uh, we've had the biggest moves in the uh in the S&P on the downside on the 1 minute chart um on the bat you know on the bad numbers and uh this is probably you know the biggest 1 minute move on, on the upside that that we've seen and of course not during the uh the regular sessions so um, we hope, uh, we hope everyone did okay on this, but I don't know. I I'm just skeptical here, Mitch. I know you're, you're getting bullish, you know, on here. I think there's room. <laughs> we changing <up>. seats, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm cautious. I, I, I'm, you know, I've, I've been trying to stay in the bullish camp, right? I just, it's just one month's worth of numbers. It's just, these big moves are just. You know, a lot of times they're not sustainable. So I'm not I'm not recommending going out, selling, shorting, or anything like that. I just think it's just very clear what the market needs to do in order for me to hop on the you know the Q4 rah rah bandwagon. Inflation's okay, Fed easing. I mean, it's a very clear level to me. And there it goes. It gets above this area, then things really open up to the upside. And uh, we're sure getting a good start today. Uh, guys, um, sorry about the technical difficulties there. Kind of messed it up. Mitch, you did a great job uh, on the number. And uh, we'll get uh, we'll get the dirty details uh, from uh, Triple D tomorrow. So thanks for joining us. And Mitch, I'll check in with you later on. All right, we're going to wrap up here. I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping up. Like always, you guys can keep up with Joel Alconin on premarketprep.com. Up next, we got live trading action from Benzinga TV. Don't miss it, team. I'm ready. You guys see the green light in the back. Who's ready to come over to live trading and see if we can get into green ourselves? I'm ready to get after this market. And like I said, there's two things that I've been looking for in this market. And I've said this multiple times. One, a pause or pivot in the Fed. Well, of course, what is that going to take? It's going to take the actual number one thing that I'm looking for is for data to actually start showing us that inflation has truly peaked and is coming down. I think finally we've gotten that number that the bulls will start attaching themselves to. And this will be the, co uh, the combination battle here to actually have a variable to say that the Fed is going to pause at least slow down the rate of hiking. So does this mean that the hikes are completely over? No, it does not. But it does mean to me in the short run that the traders that were calling for a 50 basis points in December, they might have it right. And so at this point, short term, at least especially even today, I'm feeling a little bullish. Keep your eyes on Bitcoin. That's another thing that I would say keep watch. We saw how that popped up. But will there be concerns about the cryptocurrency market? And all of a sudden, it gets another downturn. If that does happen, keep your eyes on the overall market. I feel like the correlation there is still present. And we need to be watching a little bit of both markets to give us a little bit of a hint of where this is going. Hope that you guys enjoyed this show today. And yes, I agree with Sydney. Data-driven. That's what the Fed has said. Now they finally got a data point that agrees. Remember, they're more focused on PCE report. So that's the next report to look for. If PCE can show us the same outlook that CPI showed us, well, I definitely think you're going to see the Fed and the talking heads even today showing what? 
they're going to probably giving themselves a pat on the back, telling themselves that, hey, what we're doing is actually working to fight inflation down. We'll see what happens today. Give a thumbs up. I'll see you guys over at live trading. That's coming up next. You don't got to go anywhere. Stick right here. We're going to bring you guys over to, of course, Benzinga TV coming up next. And like always, team, give the thumbs up. We've got a great uh, day for you guys. And I got one more thing that I want to bring you guys up about. So one of the things that we always get questions on, and this is kind of normal, that we get questions about, of course, is taxes. And how does traders approach kind of taxes and what we can do? Well, we got a great show for you today. Don't miss it, team. We're going to be actually talking with a guest on today at 4.30. Don't want to miss it. Dr. Jerry Allison, live on Benzinga TV. It's going to be talking all about what is going on and how you guys can best prepare with taxes moving forward. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about trader tax status what does it take to qualify what is trader tax status what does it mean for you and the irs how does this status changes your deduction the burdens the irs places on investors trading as a business our suggestions for maintaining this status and mark to market accounting come find out all about this topic today 4 30 don't want to miss it right here on benzinga and for any means if you're not subscribed Definitely hit that subscribe button below so you guys can see all the market action. We'll see you guys over on Benzinga Live now as we get over to some trading action. Hit the thumbs up. And of course, check out the tax stuff. That's going to be definitely a benefit, especially if you've had some gains this year. We'll see you guys over. Hit the thumbs up on your way out.